computer. All right, so today we're gonna to talk a little bit about subconscious beliefs to success uh, and it, uh, beliefs to success and blocks to success is really what it's all about. Um, so what are we? last time we did beliefs about success and now we're gonna talk about subconscious blocks. You know, like, uh, and there's basically six of them, you know, so today's agenda, we're gonna go over really short, fast, easy, Lot, you know, the six blocks of success, right? And again, when I talk about success, what does that mean to you? It could be money, career, relationship, physical success, all of these kinds of successes. And so, or like for me, the other world, like in a recovery success, uh, overcoming an illness, all these things begin to come into play. And so it depends what you want. And so it's a true block, just like a true rule for success should incorporate more than just money or just this or just that. So I, I, I try to be a little bit more generalized. So as always, I always start with how can I apply this information? What can I learn new or different? You know, if it's kind of a review and it probably will be for a lot of people, maybe you see it from a different viewpoint. How can I uh, apply this information, right? Um, how can I have fun with this information? Uh, and how can I use this to just be a better person? Great. Uh, so rule number one is, or uh, the block number one, um, is I'm not worthy. People have the idea that I'm not worthy. If you have that underlying belief, you know, and it'll, it'll manifest in different ways, right? Success is not for people like me, right? And again, I always talk about the addiction world because it, you know, I've seen a lot of people go into the recovery and not all make it. I see a lot of people chase success and not all make it. And sometimes when I see people struggling with recovery, they don't feel worthy of it. Or they'll say, you know, getting sober is just not for people like me. And it kind of feeds into these other rules and beliefs blocks about success, but just feeling I'm not worthy. And even though people may give lip service to say, oh yeah, I'm worthy of it. I could do this. I guess a good way to test it is when you think about something you really want, can you step into that feeling easily? Or is there a like, and then some of these other blocks and rules will come up that'll, you know, that kind of underlie it. But um, yeah, and a lot of this can come from childhood, right? That uh, your parents may, you know, may have said it uh, inadvertently, you know, you don't deserve that right now. You need to be a good boy or girl. Um, and sometimes they'll even say, you know, that's not for people like us, whatever that would mean. But yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, but it'll set up a subconscious block. You will block your success. Right, you'll self-sabotage if you don't feel worthy. Rule number two is close to it, which is I'm not deserving. Right, And if you begin to think about am I worthy, and sometimes the block will come up as, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good looking enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not pretty enough, whatever it happens to be. I don't have the right education. I don't have the right connections. Uh, could be all of, you know, those will pop up. And they'll seem somewhat logical. Right. Um, 
I know I was talking to somebody the other day, we were talking about this and, uh, and somehow we talked about, and actually, again, it comes out of addiction. There was a guy, young man in the program who committed suicide recently, um, hung himself. And, you know, he was in his early forties and several people kept saying how smart he was because he's a very bright guy. And, and I'm like, well, that, that is not going to ensure success. Unrewarded genius is common, as I, I forget who said that. Unru you know, there's a lot of guys living under bridges that have Mensa-level IQ. I, I mean, it's it doesn't ensure success. Um, but somehow we think it does, or we think people that have success are smarter than us. When, uh, I'd like to find it again, but one person wrote an article saying that the really successful people, if you want to look at IQ, the super achievers, usually have IQs around high 120s to mid 130s. They're not in the genius category. Some of them are very, very smart, but they're not too smart, you know, um, if you could be too smart. But what it boils down to, it, I guess the guy kind of said is, if you're really bright, like you got an IQ in the one high 120s, you're very bright, but you still have to work for what you want. Now, if you're one of those people that can get a straight A in a civ in a in a in a physics class and barely go and skim through the manual because you could just grasp it, you might get a little lazy, and that's why you see some of the people with great degrees and great great intelligence, they don't want to work hard. Yeah. Right. And again, that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. So people might say that I'm not smart enough, good enough, good looking enough. Um, uh, right connections. That's a big one that'll come up. You know, you got to have the right connection um, because logically that makes sense. Right. Or they'll say my past, a person with my past can't do something. Right. Because your past can stop you from achieving. You know, just like, you know, if you've had serial wives and you cheated on every wife and you've had multiple bankruptcies and you've screwed everybody you've ever known in the world, that's your past. I mean, it's not like you could be elected president of the United States or anything, right? <laughs> you know, and some of us would say 20 or 30 years ago, that may be true, right? But it's like, uh, it's kind of interesting. So, but your past, I see it from addictions. I see it with other people. You know, uh, you know, I'm too old. That could be a common one. I'm too old to do things. So, so you have that. I'm not worthy. Is a bigger one. This one gets a little bit more specific. You, you don't feel deserving, and if you don't feel deserving, you'll never feel worthy, right? Another rule or block is money or success is the root of all evil. You know, or wanting whatever your success is it's not very spiritual. I'm a spiritual person, you know, it's kind of, you see this a lot with money, you know, uh, in fact, in the hypnosis world, I've seen it where one guy was, we were talking at a lunch at one of the things, Jerry Kine, this had to be 30 years ago, we're sitting there and a couple other people who made a lot of money or had a good living with hypnosis. And I was sitting there and one guy says, you know, it's so hard to really make money in hypnosis if you're doing real hypnosis and you know and and i'm like what the hell does that mean 
right? Because he had the idea that it, success was evil and money was with that. So, you know, you can't really do real hypnosis work and be really successful, right? And, and then again, that kind of can go back to it's not spiritual. A, another block, we think we have a rule, say you have to work super hard to be successful, right? The harder you work, the more success that you'll have, right? It's kind of an interesting paradox because I can ask you, who works harder at United States Steel, the CEO or the laborer out there doing, you know, around a steel mill, you know? or the welders or the construction workers that work in a steel mill. I would dare say they probably work harder, right? And then you could say work smarter, whatever it is, but we have it in our heads that if we'll block ourselves, especially if you're good at something and you can do it. So it doesn't seem like work, right? And I think this feeds back into that there's some kind of lack or shortage and it's hard to wrap our head around the idea that there's no lack of money. There's no lack of success. There's no lack of fame, if that's what you want. People, you know, things like that. So we kind of think we have to work super hard, right? Which will block you from accepting or just getting those magical moments where good things happen. And now you're, yeah, and your success goes to the next level. You didn't work hard to do that. You just happened to be at the right place at the right time, right? Or you did whatever, right? And kind of going with this is also too, is that your success will distract from other people's successes, you know, rather than build on each other, right? Or you're afraid of letting other people be successful. I see that a lot in, the, in certain fields, you know. They don't want their students to outshine them, things like that. And then kind of with this rule 4A, block 4A, is that somehow thinking not just you have to work hard to it, you begin to think there's some kind of logic to success because that fits our Western analytical step-by-step -step mind where is that true? You know, whenever you look at these beliefs, you have to ask, is it true? Is it really, really true? And... Um, I remember reading about, and her name just fell out of my head, the lady that wrote Harry Potter. Um, uh, J.K. Rollins. J.K. Rollins, you know? When she started writing Harry Potter, the big books, and she tried to, you know, it was basically her first shot at really writing something like that. So it wasn't like, she didn't follow the rules, but first you do this and you write some articles and then you get printed and then you write short stories and then you do this. She starts Harry Potter. And I'm, I think it was her too. I heard her say once, she goes, thank God I didn't know there were rules I didn't follow. All right. Um, George Lucas, right? There were, you know, all these people telling him how you had to become a big time director and you know, do this and then work on this, and then do that, and then, you know, go to film school. Well, he just went and what did he do? He basically squatted in an empty office on the on the film lot. I 
whatever movie theater, Paramount or whatever, put his name on the door so people thought he was a, a filmmaker. And then he kind of would start meeting with people. Next thing you know, he does a little TV movie called THS 1138, right? Which started his career, right? And so we think there's some logic, but, you know, is there, right? Is there? Um, which could stop you from making quantum leaps, if you will. The fifth block and rule would be, I can't get what I want and still be really happy. Somehow thinking getting what you want, you have, or getting what you want, like success or money or fame, means you have to be unhappy at some level, right? And on the money side, you could always go to money can't buy happiness, right? Money, money can't buy happiness, right? But I'd rather cry in a Ferrari than on a bicycle, right? I mean, or what's the one comic say? Money can't buy happiness. Someone who says money can't buy happiness doesn't know where to shop. <laughs> and, but it's still, it's like, but you think you're, you're going to give up like your essence or who you are and what it really makes you happy and be successful over here, right? Um, and again, you have to begin to reframe this in your mind. And I love Walt Disney's statement when people ask him about, you know, making, they only make movies for money. He goes, no, no, no. We make money to make more movies. We make movies to make money, but the money we make makes more movies. And the, so then, you know, he was the guy that would do the big budget. Back then it was kid shows, right? And then use those to fund other movies, right? And so, so maybe you could begin to think, you know, I help people stop smoking and I make money at it so I can help more people stop smoking or lose weight or overcome their trauma or whatever, whatever it is, you know? It creates a different loop in your head, if that makes sense to everybody. And the sixth rule, and there's probably more, this is what I came up with today, is somehow thinking, and these are kind of like subcategories here, success is limited. There's only so much of it out there, right? And same way, like, you're going to make money, there's only certain ways to make money, you know? And yet the top three richest people on the planet, 30 years ago, there, there, there was, there, it wasn't there. I mean, the, the platform they used to make money was not there. Amazon, uh, uh, Elon Musk, with, first it was PayPal and Tesla. It, it just wasn't there. Um, um, let's see, Facebook, you know, the, so thinking somehow it's limited. Oh, I'm going to have to go into this thing or do it this way or do it that way. You know, I, I heard Joe Vitale talk about this. He goes, if he, he used to go to the hypnosis conferences, I always stress that to my hypnotist friends um, on this call. I think Billy Schilling remembers that. And he goes, you know, if you'd have told me back in like 2003 or four that he would be in a big movie and it would change his life, He'd have told you you're crazy, you know, because he was doing the uh, he was doing stuff on the secret. He did have the book, The Attractor Factor, which he actually sent me a signed copy of it, right? So that was kind of cool. Uh, uh, and because I uh, messaged him uh, and said, you know, I can't. I lost my copy because I bought one of his old copies. Because right now I'm in the process of um, 
reviewing some old courses. So he did his like a tractor car for somebody that went and bought it. It's like something to listen to when I'm doing my walking the dog or, or uh, cleaning the barn. So I just said, you know, I, I, I lost your book. So he sent me another signed copy. But if he was saying that, you know, he was doing his uh, uh, little seminars. His big thing was copywriting, using NLP and hypnosis for copywriting, you know. Uh, he didn't think he would end up being in this movie. And in fact, it was one of his books that the Attractor Factor, which a publisher renamed and sold, it used, I forget what he used to call it, Law of Attraction, something or another, and he changed it to Attractor Factor. And then the lady that was producing The Secret read the book and wanted him to be one of the main people in it, you know? Uh, and so it changed his life, right? And then again, with this rule is thinking success is limited or money or whatever, whatever your block is, um, you begin to think it's too much trouble. You know, every once in a while you hear someone, yeah, but you know, all these, you win the lotto, it's going to cause all these problems. Yeah, like which account to use, which mansion to buy, you know, how you're going to have to disappear off the world for a while, you know, whatever it is. Right. And again, this kind of links back to, again, that success has a set path. You got to do step one, step two, step three. Boom. And then underneath it is somehow thinking success overall is not controlled by you. When, even though I said all these things kind of to the contrary, your mindset, your, 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 the actions you take begin to spin you in the right direction. So at some levels, it's controlled by you. But if you start thinking, I, all, all this is out of my control, you never know. You know, and as another Walt Disney quote, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. You know, and uh, he was saying he was meeting with some people about movies and this and that. Finally, he says to a group of the people pitching movies, well, you know, quit talking about this and give me a script. Give me a shooting script. And then, you know, uh, and they did, you know. Um, so those are just like six off the top of my head. And like Every I said, day. some of them, yes, some it of, is. Some of them come from uh, uh, addictions work. When I see people with addictions, um, especially the I'm not deserving, I'm not worthy, you know, that you'll self sabotage or that your past will stop you from it. So I'm too old, I'm too this, I'm too that. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. Um, and then some of the others just kind of rippled from that. And so basically, again, success is really up to you and your actions, intentions, and your beliefs. So if you have some of the beliefs stopping you, you need to begin to step in there. And how do you change those beliefs so they can serve you? You know, kind of like the Walt Disney thing. Yes, we make money, movies, hopefully to make money, but we make money to make more movies, right? Which begins to, it's, it's a different track in your head. And we forget these little linguistic twists actually do start you thinking in a new direction, right? And just becoming aware that, the, that, that they're there, you know? And it doesn't matter where they came from. The fact is, if they're there, they're there.
Okay, so. All right, well, that is kind of, now I can't find my. There it is, hold on. All right, there we go. I couldn't find my right button there. So let me stop the recording and we can talk for a little while. Kibitz, share, have fun. <laughs>